Pop it out. Pop it out. (laughs) (laughs) No context. That's the opener. Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Crit Chat, where a group of DMs get together every other week and discuss the important things in life, like what are your best cold and flu remedies? Please help me. I'm dying. This week we have Adam Perry. Adam, how do you fix cold and flu? Die. Oh, Adam Perry, that's not a good- That's gonna be my answer. Oh, okay, well- yeah, you have to do a new answer now. That's how the system works. So we've got one vote for die, <laughs> which feels mean. Uh, we've also got Alfred Clark with us. Hello. Um, how fix? I, I have no, I do not know any herbal remedies. Alfred. Um, <laughs> cure light wounds. <laughs> cure light wounds. Okay, that's, that's a, D&D related. That's not a spell anymore, guys. It's, 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 not, it's it, not a spell hey, anymore. Hey, old additions don't die. Yeah, they, took, they took it out. Hold it. Conditions do die. We killed them last yeah, week. Yeah, that happened last week, and I was fucking. <laughs> I was fuming. Pretty, pretty brutal. Like sort of gangland shooting of all the old editions. It was. I was. I was shocked to hear it. Can I? Can I also just check? No, yes. you didn't. You didn't. I, I'm. I, maybe I'm remembering this wrong. But you didn't talk about like <laughs> basic or BX or one E. No, right? because no one had played those yeah. ones. <laughs> We were we were resigned to the ones that people had played. I feel like Alfred listening to last week for you was like me during our Christmas episode where I died inside. Uh, everyone has one that will kill them on the inside. Oh, I I, I might have a few. <laughs> I feel like every every week Kyle listens and he's like, I have so many opinions. Adam, I have things to say about your opinions on wizards. I really do. Like, yes, um, let me hear it. Oh, oh, oh! Are we gonna have? A fr- oh, wait! Episode sixty-nine can be all of the all of the crit chat people just calling nice. each other out on things they've said in past episodes Ooh, and just having lots of different. I don't know how one-on-ones. we relate that to fucking unless. Well, like, no, no, Alfred- no! Listen, listen, listen! It's because you, you, okay, you know, yes. like, like in like in saga, uh, fucking is the opposite of uh, violence, war, war, or whatever. Um, yeah. So you just have loads of one-on-ones yeah. where someone calls out another person and they like fight it out for a bit and then they fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I've seen that on Pornhub before. You've got, we've got this. Hey, Alfred, fucking gold star, baby. I love it. Thank you. Christ, that's good. That's good content. Hey, wait, 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 guys. Is that Kai? What? What? What are you, Kai? Back with us again? What? Hmm? Right there. Is he? God, this is oh, the dumbest. Oh yeah, here thing. I am. Who's this Kai? is the dumbest thing we've ever done. Fuck off, Adam Perry. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Caillou back with us again after so very long. We missed you so much. Tell me oh. how to cure my fucking cold and flu. Lesser restoration is the spell you want. Uh, I don't like that two yeah, of you have yeah. made it D and D related. That's not what this show is about. Anyway, yeah. we have me, your host, and potential infectious bitch. Patient zero is, but yeah, patient zero. That's what I'm going for. Uh, your host is Mae Hutton. Uh, this week we are going to be talking about alignments in D&D. There's fucking nine of them and they are fun memes and essentially useless in any other situation. <laughs> Change my mind. Yeah, so if anyone has a use for alignments, uh, speak up now or forever hold your peace and onto the memes. Yeah, and then the episode's done. <laughs> the episode will be done. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that is an apt description. Yes. Um, yes. But they are very good memes is the thing. Like, they do make that good alignment chart, which people can sort their shit into, which is very fun. But other than that, hmm. 
mechanically mm. the worst. <laughs> yeah. That that's my contribution. <laughs> that's fair. Mm. Yes. This has been a very informative episode, guys. Yeah. So do, do uh, how so how does everyone use alignment in their games actually? Like is it do you do you even have it people write it down? I do not use it because it's fucking stupid. I think alignment is actually a very interesting game mechanic uh, about like how it's come to be because obviously it, it is a hold on from those older editions that apparently we all love to hate uh, <laughs> apparently it's a bit outdated personally for my games I just ask my players like I'll use the alignment system and say can you think of where you kind of lie on the spectrum but it's not a concrete thing like you're not going to stay there forever mainly because I've had far too many rogues describe themselves as Robin Hood and prepare- and then chaotic good then stab everything they see so it, uh, yeah. it doesn't really it doesn't really make <laughs> difference yeah i think i think in the older editions it served more of a purpose because there were actual mechanical restrictions on uh, alignment so if you were a paladin you had to play a lawful good character is one of the one of the classic examples paladins could only be lawful good and it's very restrictive Mm -hmm. but it creates story through that restriction Um, even if that story is limited yeah and some some people some people love this, and some people hate this, and I think I know what Adam's opinion is. I'm a firm believer that lawful good paladins ruin campaigns. I don't know. like I not, had- not all the time. Definitely not all the time. Yeah. It's sort of a, uh, depends on who you're playing with sort of thing. But I've played with yeah. a few lawful good paladins, and they're so restrictive to other players. Like, no, you can't do that, I'll punish you. And I'm like, get to fuck, they can steal if they want. Yeah, but in the same way as essentially anyone that has ever done a chaotic evil anything also ruins it for everyone, because they, they're they like, this oh, game is just me being a cunt. I, do, I don't allow evil alignments in most of my games mm-hmm. unless there's a really good reason for yeah, it. Yeah. I feel like part of that too is like a misinterpretation of like how strict the alignments mm-hmm. are, and they and they used to be more strict, but I've got like the player's handbook open now. I've got- Kai, I've missed you so much. Kai, I've missed you so much. Now I get to put the jingle in. Do you know how long it's been since the jingle? <laughs> it's jingle time, babies. What the hell's a jingle? Learning the rules with Kai. Uh, a what? Shh, just go with it. I'm not going to read every single alignment, but um, do you want to guys want to pick one and I'll just Hell tell you like, yeah. how brief yeah, they are? Yeah, chaotic neutral. Creatures follow their whims, holding their personal freedoms above all else. Many barbarians, rogues, and some bards are chaotic neutral, and that's all it has to say on the matter. And almost for every single one of these, if it makes class recommendations, my my at home, I'm like, you're neutral. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is neutral unless otherwise informed. <laughs> See, I'm I'm less strict about that. I think that um, alignment still plays a part. Um, it literally does. There are still mechanical uh, restrictions on alignment. They're just very rare. There's occasion. Yeah. There's a couple of magic items that yeah. like can only be attuned to by certain uh, creatures' alignments. There's a few planes of existence there where if you go there and spend too long, your alignment will change. So you have to have alignments for that to work. And you obviously you can just ignore those rules or not play with those effects and all that. But um, I think the way to do it is you create your character with your your story and your personality. And then once the, you have a fully formed character, and you may wait several sessions in before deciding, then you pick your alignment and you use your alignment as a description yes. of your character as opposed to yeah. something that defines how your character should act. Sort of where your character fits into the cosmic uh, morality. Because you've got to keep in mind, this is a world where the gods are real, morality is real, 
planes yeah. are literally aligned in a, a cosmic alignment, and there is this battle between the forces of good, evil, chaos, and law, and yeah. kind of neutrality's in there too. And it's this <laughs> quite cool and cool piece of world building. In terms of monsters as well, a lot, pretty much every every monster that isn't sort of an NPC stat block has an alignment. Pretty much all angels are good, pretty much all devils are evil, but it's really fun to play about with that as a DM as well, because why can't this copper dragon be evil? It's not infallible. Right. Mm, exactly. It's not infallible. Like good omens, the, that um, shit. Exactly. Neutral all of your things. Hey, neutral everything. Good omens. The alignment given it. on a stat block refers to the most likely alignment. It's sort of the average. Goblin society is generally pretty chaotic, uh, chaotic evil. Racist. Th- Sorry, oh, oh, Owen Piper <laughs> isn't here, so I have to say how racist that is. I'll, I'll stand up Full for racist. Owen and say that whenever <laughs> I play a goblin, they're just cute and weird, and they will try and eat you, but they'll be, they'll be weird about it. Oh yeah, for sure. But that, that's, you've greatest. decided to change that aspect chaotic of it. Chaotic weird. Yeah. Uh, mechanically, I think they're good for, yeah, like world building more than characters I would think mm. like in general when I've used them I because I, I do really like that kind of like diametric opposites of like good versus evil and law versus chaos and how that can make a really good story I just don't know if necessarily because one of, one of the first things that people think about with D&D at least one of the first things that I came in think about D&D when I started playing way back when was I knew I knew about picking your alignment and I didn't know that <laughs> much else and it was just so strange that this thing that was so prevalent and so prominent in D&D has just essentially no use in the game and yeah. and a lot of times as with the like lawful good paladin and the chaotic evil whoever uh, is more of a hindrance in a bunch of situations rather than a help towards the story so firstly yeah like it, i i think because we we started talking about it earlier the the idea of players who have these alignments being a pain for the other people in the uh, player group I, I think it's quite interesting I, I don't think it should be something that is such an issue like you th- this is just a case of like players shouldn't be a- assholes and use their character as an excuse, right? Like, yeah. you can't, like just saying, my, my, my character would do that. And uh... and sometimes, <laughs> a lot of the time I feel like the, the players aren't even necessarily trying to be malicious. They just genuinely feel that this is how their character would I feel do sometimes this. And it's malicious. I feel like it's quite often malicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Sometimes it is. But I've definitely encountered times where it's, it's not. And they are just genuinely playing their character. And inadvertently causing harm. Yeah. And to that, I always tell players, you control your character. Your character does not yeah. control you. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, but again, this it, it kind of dodges the point that, like, I think, like, it's fine for your character to want to do that. But I think, I think you can use narrative positioning and, like, just out of character discussion to, like smooth over that stuff but but also like you were saying what you're saying is true and you can you can change who your character is a little bit yeah but yes you are a human being playing the game with a full understanding of the meta narrative and the meta yeah. game that you're playing yeah. and the, the, the interpersonal relationships you can choose to just be nice to the yeah. people around you yeah so, right even if it doesn't quite make sense for the story it's okay yeah i've played dm'd obviously for couple of years now um and it's always the rogues and i don't know why it's always the rogues but it's, it's always, always the rogues. rogues and i say that because it's always the goddamn rogues but whenever a character is built a rogue they've used it as an excuse to be play more to a, a chaotic alignment which is absolutely fine like i'm down for stealing and theft and grand larceny as much as the next guy but when it starts to affect the game oh, yeah. 
and I've been hit with, oh, well, it's just what my character would do. And a really good comeback for that is, well, why did you build a character that's going to do that? Yes. yes. Yeah. And the thing is, I feel like it's it's always the rogues because typically these players are less experienced and they're less experienced with the genre and they're going for the obvious criminal yeah. archetype. You know, the Ludo narrative of this is that the rogue is the thief. Uh, they are always kind of shifty, and so if you want to play that shifty character, you have to play a rogue, even though any class could be. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. But I think, such. yeah, but I think the the core point is that you can you can be that character, but also be like, well, I kind of like these people, so I'm not going to steal from my yeah. friends. Yeah, yes. you can always you can always rationalize a way to not be a blatant asshole yeah. and like disrupt Constantly. the entire story. I've played a couple of evil characters uh, over the years, and that's the rule. One is you do not ever be mean to somebody Absolutely else at the not. table, unless it's an in- yeah. yeah, unless it's an in-character discussion. Like I've um, obviously I like to DM high roleplay, and there's been plenty of points in time when characters have been at each other's throats. But it's always a it's a good point oh, in time yeah. you you take a step back and go just to confirm you guys the players are all right, and everyone's like, yeah, we're sound. Are there any other mechanically interesting things that you can do with alignments? I saw an interesting Unearthed Arcana. Uh, uh, it was called uh, Unearthed Arcana Variant Rules. And it has a whole bunch of variant rules, some for making saving throws and rules for vitality. But at the very end, it has one for custom alignments. And the idea with this is, um, uh, much like I was talking before, where uh, the alignment system of the standard D&D setting is to uh, set out this epic cosmic battle between the gods and devils mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, you can create your own alignment charts to reflect the uh, the struggles of your own campaign. Okay. So let's say you want to have a campaign that focuses on uh, a totalitarian regime being overthrown by a um, people's revolution. Uh, but at the same time, there's also an external conflict between the forces of nature versus the forces of uh, industrialization. And okay. so instead of having um, an alignment of good, evil, law, and chaos, you would have totalitarianism, communism, industrialism, and uh, what Na- nature. 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 Interesting. Sure. Yeah, and so it just basically just suggests that you can just pick different alignments and it suits a narrative purpose. Interesting. I like that. I, I like I like the idea of changing it f- to suit your campaign and everything. Mm. Dale Kingsmill of Onyx Factory mm. has a great yes. video that talks more about this in depth. I'd recommend checking that out if this sounds interesting. Yeah, she's just she's, she's a lot of great stuff. I do like the idea of changing it up just because with the, with the alignment chart as it stands, it doesn't in a lot of ways have a lot of mechanical or a lot of character building things for for specific campaigns and it just kind of informs each character what everyone's stance is in the world. There seems to be like amongst like DMs uh, who want to make their own story in their own campaign there seems to be almost universal rejection of the classic good versus evil narrative because it's you. boring it's you know it's just like who <laughs> wants to tell another story of the hero's archetype I think there's a lot that's interesting to be told of that everyone wants to make their own like dark and gritty Game of Thrones sort of style thing where anybody's <laughs> Uh, can it's all shades of grey and everybody like is gonna lose an arm in the end or something, you know? And especially with the advent of streaming Dungeons and Dragons shows, it's actually instead of the classic good versus evil, which is still absolutely legitimate in its own place oh, sure. and like and stuff right. like that, it's actually way more fun to pose the question of these are your enemies, not mm. all of what they're doing is bad. And yeah. watching your heroes sort of fight the morality of that as well because in the in the a perfect world people would be good and evil evil would lose 
or good would lose, depending on what side you're on. Um, but unfortunately, that's not the case. And presenting that in Dungeons & Dragons is a great way to expose players as well. One thing I think, like, as an actual story implication that's quite interesting is, like, there's, there's the classic, like, in our own history, like, stories of good versus evil. But the problem is they, they exist in a setting where, like, the real world, where, like, it's not clear whether, like, what is good and what is evil. There aren't any real gods who come down and tell people exactly, like, this is good and this is evil. In D&D, you can have that. And what are the implications of that? Yeah. You know, like, when a when a celestial angel comes down over your city and tells you, no, you should be, like, doing this, like, how does that play out? I do, I do like, I, I, I really like the, um, the feeling of something more, like, Diablo-esque, because in the Di- Diablo games, angels are very much just, like, sort of tyrannical, and, um, uh, also do not give a shit about people, mm. but they're still, like, capital G good and capital L lawful. Yes. Um, yeah. So, I think you said in the lead-up that alignment has mechanical consequence maybe later in the game, but not early on. But basically, uh, yeah, I was going to bring up the... Because obviously you have artifact weapons that, and certain, certain magical weapons which can, you know, only be used by a, a lawful good character or something like that. And also, oh, yeah. just speaking of mechanical things, like Kai mentioned as well, the different planes have, like, specific effects on characters of certain alignments. Like, if you're evil yeah. and you're in Palladium, then you're just, like, burning up. <laughs> Isn't that the element that Iron Man used to create his Fucking chest piece. Um, yeah, maybe? that's probably one. Probably. <laughs> no, it's palladium. Not, not over there. It's not an actual mechanical effect, but the other implied one is that clerics and paladins who align themselves with a god should yeah. probably share the same alignment as that god. Oh, but probably. it's so it's so interesting um, to have. To, to go completely against that though you could build a, a a life cleric that's devoted to the god of death but they're a life cleric because there's too many people in hell so that he's trying to keep all of them alive oh. point is the god of death is say uh, lawful evil and so your character would be lawful evil mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't matter which domain you pick yeah. um the the alignment that you that you have should probably represent the god that you have, or, or not even potentially, but even if it's not the alignment that the character has, I a lot of times in games, the only time that I really use character alignment is for things like that, say for clerics, paladins, uh, and sometimes uh, warlocks because they're trying to appease a deity. That even if their character has objections to the things that they are doing for mm. their for their deity or whatever, they kind of have to act in line with their deities wishes otherwise those powers get stripped from them which Here's i think is like interesting a thing. Kind of interesting thing to do is your alignment based on your intentions or is it based on your actions exactly and if it is based on your actions who decides what your alignment is on your actions because somebody has to at some point is right? there oh uh, you're opening so up to a big moral debate there as is well there, is there a cosmic force that decides it that like maybe some sort of over deity type that nobody's discovered and yet? that's me that you know that that's the dm kai <laughs> well you yes, know that but right? like, like the- <laughs> But this is like my my like my feeling with this has always been that alignment. I always see alignment as essentially just how aligned you are with a specific cosmic group. Like being lawful good doesn't actually isn't really like a value judgment, or it's not really necessarily this is the correct morality. It's that this is the morality of the angels, and you are similar to it. Yeah. Well, I like to think that it is the correct morality because morality is a creation of the gods. But that's that's that, that's the interpretation I like to take from it. That like morality is something both the good and evil of it the lore and chaos of it is something that was it's a construct created by the gods and given to the mortal races uh and then they they inherited that and that's how the 
And that's why we have the races of D&D. Like, that's why they have a system of morality, because it is the gods dictating what is and what isn't. Which is where I like to allow players to choose a tenth alignment, unaligned. The mysterious tenth alignment is going to have to be a whole thing on its own. <laughs> this um, is the off the, the, we'll need a new jingle for Off the Rails with Kai. <laughs> going <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> Choo choo, choo choo, Um, I'm 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 trying to remember exactly what I was talking about. Alignment is more just like alignment with a group. It's just your alignment with the beliefs of that group, basically. It's just that they're a very powerful group, so therefore being aligned to that is like an important thing, like like a like a, a useful thing. But also my feeling, especially with like level one characters, and what I said earlier about everyone being true neutral. <laughs> <laughs> my yeah. kind of feeling is that alignment is something that players earn and I'm I'm thinking of making this something more mechanical maybe also thinking about you were saying that it's not a very mechanically relevant thing yeah or just that I would I would always um, set up alignment as something that characters earn because I see it as sort of just aligning yourself with a group of greater beings I think you have to sort of earn that over time because then you have moments in the story where players are struggling with difficult moral choices and then if they are following the scriptures of their god or whatever then those will guide them and then they can choose to you know maybe accept or reject that and walk their path towards becoming lawful good and not for instance writing lawful good on the character sheet at the beginning of the game yeah it's less a moral thing and more a reputation sort of well, idea it's, yeah? It, yeah it's like building morality through your actions rather than Okay, deciding up front and then yeah. having your actions dictated yeah that's good yeah, cool i like that were, were you saying that you're, you're you're thinking about making it more like mechanically relevant to the story yeah. like is it like giving like benefits and things for specific things or something like that, that? might be cool i mean th- that's why i was saying like it's that like i've only like i'm thinking maybe it would be fun to me- make it more mechanical like i mean my, my thought is just that you would just tally up these big decision moments that happen or like you can decide as a group if that counts as a aligning yourself with law or good but yeah i think making it mechanical would be pretty fun yeah. yeah i think i feel like you could create a setting where the um this cosmic battle is not just something happening behind the scenes in other planes it is foremost and forefront in the world like angels walk the streets and devils lurk in alleyways um and just magic items just like have an inherent goodness or evil evil to them and they can only be ali- uh, attuned by people of that alignment and that's not just like the powerful ones that's pretty much all of them create a setting like that if that is your thing you know you can you can choose yeah. to make the mechanics more uh, and more restricted and paladins can only be lawful good it, it's kind of like what you were saying like is there a cosmic judge of like what is good and what is bad and yeah the, the funny answer is the DM but like yeah, it, it, right. I, I feel like either it's God or like my, my other feeling is that you can just have like what's the phrase self-identified alignment oh, yeah. yeah like I think that's the only other one right like like players just justify to themselves their alignment and if they believe it strongly enough then that's what it is <laughs> The other one, the other way you can go is that alignment is recognised by society, but not any more than that. And it's sort of a reflection of, of the morality of the real world, assuming you have taken atheist stance on it. There is also, like, certain spells, and I think there's, I don't know, like, some, who gets it, but there's certain class effects that lets you detect alignment, and it's usually uh, yeah. um, in an aura. They, they don't actually. That's a bit of a misconception that comes up a lot. In previous editions, they did. Uh, now, um, stuff like detect good and evil and uh, paladins, uh, divine sense, they detect creature types. 
So yeah, they can detect like point. undead fiends and celestials and stuff like that. Which I think is a good choice by the designers. Yeah, right. Because otherwise it's just like you, <laughs> if you're sitting around, you're like, I want to detect evil. And then you turn to your best friend that you've known for years. Like, really, Gary? Yeah, he's, really? Yep, Gary's <laughs> cool, evil. Cool, Gary. <laughs> Gary <laughs> is objectively evil. a bad person and should be put down. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there, nerds, and welcome to the middle of the podcast break chat with Isbe, your host. I'm not sick, you're sick, so you're- shut up. I'm also- I'm also sick. But here's the middle of the podcast break chat stuff anyway. Uh, first off, apologies for some of the weird sounding audio. Both, uh, Adam and Kai are working with different setups, uh, and so they are, uh, still adjusting to them, which is why both of them sound weird and kind of bad in different ways. Uh, but yeah, we are getting those fixed out, we are getting that all straightened and it should sound better in the future. Uh, if you would like to help us, I think you should. <laughs> what am I doing? Uh, you can help us out by going over to our social medias. It also helps you out because it lets you know when all the new episodes are out. And we put cool, fun D&D content on there and helpful content as well. Sometimes, mostly, mostly just funny. Uh, you can find us on our social medias at facebook.com forward slash crit chat, all one word, on twitter.com forward slash crit underscore chat, and on our Discord, which is wherever you can find in the description. Uh, the Discord will also, every so often, have us uh, talking about um, uh, Minecraft, because we have a Minecraft uh, crit chat server, because uh, all of us are adults who uh, have a lot of responsibilities and sometimes you need to put those aside so that you can mine for a long time and uh, get cats and dogs and farm. But yeah, go over to any of our social media things. It really helps us out. It lets us know that you're out there and it also it makes you feel like you're part of our big cool family, which you are. If you're listening to this, you are. You can't choose your family. It's got chosen for you. It's this one. Sucks to be you, I guess. We're all coming over for Christmas. I'm gonna get inappropriately drunk. These are also good places to go to share us around. We have our YouTube channel, uh, which you can find if you search Crit Chat on YouTube. And we got clips and stuff that we share. And if you share those with other people, it's a good way to get other people interested in the show. So if you want to share us around and help us out in a word of mouth way, that would be excellent because we do not pay to advertise this show anywhere. If you want to help us out in a money's way, you can go over to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash crit chat, all one word. Uh, donate at any level from as little as a dollar a month, which is absolutely nothing but really helps us out in improving the show and it would help us. Please do that. Thank you. You get a lot of cool rewards from it, including behind-the-scenes stuff and a game that is run by Alfred that you can come in and join in with a lot of the other crit chatters, and it will be a good time had by all. Also, you should definitely go and listen to Half Damage, which is another podcast of ours. It is an actual play D&D podcast that I uh, DM, uh, and the players in it are Alfred, Emily, Ian, and Allie, who are all common crit chatters. And some of the others pop in every so often to do voice acting work because it is fully voice acted, fully musicked, uh, fully sound effect. Uh, and it's very good, it's very fun, uh, and also tragic. Everyone right now, is, uh, like me and a couple of the others in the last episode that we were recording, uh, cried actual human tears out of our eyes. So we get to some real shit. So yeah, go listen to Half Damage wherever you are listening to this podcast. You can find it there. Also, I'm going to take a minute to talk to you about our sponsor this week, Face Shift. Face Shift is a sci-fi fantasy tabletop RPG system. It's a full system. It's not just a one-shot, so you've got hella content up in there. 
You looking for a new RPG system? This is the one for you, baby! It takes place in a setting where magic and a scientific universe collided and the people are trying to come to terms with this new chaotic reality. Chaotic reality is, funnily enough, the alignment of crit chat in general. No, we're chaotic evil. I, there's literally no way I can get around the fact that crit chat is chaotic evil. But in phase shift, which is probably not chaotic evil, unless you want it to be, I guess, the players are in teams of space mercenaries for the Galactic Federation fighting in an investigation getting stuff too weird or dangerous to handle normally. In this game, you could be bug people, sexy, gremlins, sexy, space elves, sexy, dwarves, sexy, robots, best believe those are sexy, and a bunch of other things which I'm going to put bets on are sexy. <laughs> this week I'm going to tell you about some different classes. Last week I was talking about the psychic and the infiltrator. This week I'm going to tell you about the scientist. You get to build insane weapons and armor by attaching mods to weapons, so you can build shit like explosive plated electrified armor, which sounds mental, or a soul-cutting magic-powered beam sword. Here's the best bit, not gonna lie, a semi-sentient, these are words that I've been told to read, semi-sentient sniper rifle with vampiric bullets that bounce from target to target. I'm gonna go for semi-sentient sniper rifle again. Just th say semi-sentient sniper rifle to yourself out loud now and tell me that that doesn't feel good to say. As a scientist, you also get to hack computers and effectively use Space Google! It's Space Google! Another of the classes that you can play is a runner. In this one, you can dodge everything, steal people's weapons and armor, even if their weapons and armor include a semi-sentient sniper rifle, and make people shoot their teammates by chucking shurikens at their guns at just the right moment, or pickpocket someone and place their wallet with a grenade. If this sounds interesting to you, and for the love of God, why wouldn't it, you can get this game over on robots.church. That is phase shift over on robots.church, which is the best fucking URL I've ever goddamn heard. There's a free version of the game that you can get there, or if you want the whole game and a nice sexy little discount on that, you can put in the offer code CRIT, C-R-I-T, all in caps for $5 off the game, baby! We're getting you saving money on an excellent game where, again, semi-sentient sniper rifle go over to robots.church and get this very excellent game. Also, if you have something that you want to sponsor on an episode of Crit Chat, go ahead and send us a message either on any of our social media platforms or head over to our email address at critchatpodcast at gmail.com. But I'm going to let you get back to the episode. Hope you enjoy. I'm going to go and have some chicken noodle soup. <laughs> All right, okay, I know that we are a little bit from the end, but I want to I want to sort people into alignments. I want to sort everyday things into alignments because... Well, like a chair? <laughs> I was about yes, to say, like a chair. everyday things? Evil. Evil. Always evil. Unaligned. <laughs> chair is evil. They don't let me sit the way I want to sit. Oh. No, but if you have an unaligned chair, that's just going to hurt your back. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you need it, that's you right. need it aligned. That's a good point. <laughs> Oh, that was good. good. Yeah. That was good. I like that. You nailed it. Okay. I've what? been racking my brains for things that are so universal that I'm pretty sure everyone has seen. And it is so much more difficult than one would think. Dogs. Yeah. Do no, we're not. I'm not saying fucking dogs or like okay. grandmothers in general. Like, I'm talking like, like media things. Dogs, dogs are literally studded and they are, again, 
unaligned. No. How are, how are dogs, dogs unaligned? Are good boys. They are clearly lawful and clearly good. They're good clearly boys. good boys. They don't have a concept of morality. Um, you you tell that to my morality. dog. Dogs are unquestionably loyal because of like the domestication, the, 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 the ingrained behaviours that we inflicted yeah, upon them. Yeah, they're inherently them lawful. Right, through right, selective right. breeding. Yeah, inherently good boys. <laughs> <sighs> what about Barry B. Benson from the hit 2007 DreamWorks movie B-Movie? Yeah. That's a very good question. See, Adam's <laughs> on the ball. Adam's not trying to make all dogs bad boys. Adam's asking about the B movie. You don't you don't go up to a dog and say, "Who's a neutral boy?" <laughs> <laughs> Barry B Benson. What is? Here's my problem. That movie is evil, so I feel like You're he is evil. You're fucking wrong. Uh, all right, okay. It's a good back, film. I don't remember the characterization of I, that character. Literally, I, I remember nothing about that film. I, all I know is that he's a bee. It's a bee that sues humanity, and also, I think he wants to fuck a woman. <laughs> you <laughs> absolutely think? that? You yes. think? I remember think none of the characterization. He doesn't have any. He was a bee. He, yeah, was char- Ge- he was played by Jerry Seinfeld, for the love of God. Yeah, the character is bee puns. The character is bee puns. He has a buzz cut. A fucking buzz cut? Did you just make a pun? No, all of the all of the movie is puns. All of the males in that film have buzz cuts, and all of the women have beehives. That is not me. That is the creators. That's why it's evil. Oh my God! I <laughs> evil not, all the way down, baby. I, I have not thought of that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that, that they is thought about that, that is a deep well, cut and. I was no, not prepared to watch B movie again. I have a new appreciation of how much I don't like the B movie now. <laughs> yeah, you're no, all wrong. I... It's the best film ever made. It was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. But Barry B. Vincent is the figurehead of that. Honestly, I know that this is going to sound like maybe the most buckwild conspiracy theory ever. But here's the thing: I'm sick, and I can say whatever I want. Uh, I think that the B movie no. was made by an actual sentient bee. Like, I think that a bee went to the fucking people at DreamWorks and was like, here's a script. And they're like, well, it's a bee. We can't, look, we genuinely cannot ignore a script by a bee. That makes us insane because a bee wrote a script. And that's how we got the bee movie. Are you okay? No, I'm very sick. (laughs) I have a lot of thoughts. They're mostly this now. But what if it was a real bee? Did I ever sort the mold problem in this room? What? It's still, that's still a problem? I don't know. I don't remember if I sorted it or if I just brushed it under the rug, very literally. <laughs> that was many episodes ago we were making mold sword jokes. I can just imagine that, like, back when we first discussed it, it was just, like, a tiny patch of mold, and now it's just covering yeah, but- the entire house. Like. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I am the mold now. <laughs> anyway, DreamWorks took a movie from a sentient bee. Uh, how about Star Wars? Evo! <laughs> what is the alignment Evo! of Star Wars? Evo! No, no, not... Star Wars is a franchise, but, like, characters within Star Wars. Oh, okay. Okay, look, this is actually very simple. It's 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 based on, like, like classical mythology and the hero's narrative. Like, Luke is neutral good because he's, he's like, the, the, the hero archetype. Han is, Han is, like, chaotic neutral. And then he goes a character change into into chaotic good. All of that sort of stuff. Like, Chewbacca doesn't have a personality, unfortunately. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, yeah. Chewbacca is neutral. <laughs> Why would Luke be neutral good rather than lawful good? He doesn't really care about the 
cause per se. He's mostly in it for adventure and then like his own uh, path towards becoming a Jedi. Yeah, he's, he's, in that. he's not fighting to ensure that laws are upheld. Yeah. See, but he's not even fighting for the cause of the resistance. He's fighting for his friends and stuff, but it's all very personal. That's how my thinking, very- my thinking here is the kind of diametrics here. Uh, like, I know that you've got like Jedi good, a Sith evil. No, Jedi but- or Sith! I'm not. I'm not talking to Adam about styles. No. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm just. Not. I'm just. I'm just saying for like a general concept for the thing. They're like, oh, the Jedi are a good order, and the Sith are a bad order. I know you've got like the gray Jedi that are you know neutral. Yeah. But yeah. I would also. I would also say that both the Jedi and the Sith are on the lawful track because they have upheld very strict laws. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Whereas I'd, the Grey Jedi would be more chaotic, I'd, just like, we do what we want to make the world neutral. Organizations and ideologies tend not to be particularly chaotic um, as a general yeah. trend. I would say that the Sith are pretty, I mean, at least the Sith in the movies are pretty neutral evil because they're not like, mm. okay. they don't have well, order. Well, they're like, establishing law and order, just their own version of it. The the empire is lawful evil, but the oh, but sure. the yeah. but the Sith are pretty neutral. They just okay. kind of they're just kind of orchestrating a thing to do more evil with. Yeah, they are, they, are, <laughs> yeah, they serve okay. their own goals and mask it behind a, a, an empire. Yeah, I think my main thing is I like the comparison of the Jedi to those paladins that we were talking about. Of they are so set yeah. on doing the right and good thing that they are not necessarily doing the right and good yeah, thing. The, Except that, like, yeah. the films kind of don't really suggest that. They sort of say it is, but spend the whole time not really saying that. Yeah. Well, they, they, they yeah, exposit yeah, yeah, yeah. that at, like, the beginning of episode yeah. one, and then all the Jedi die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just, like, all, all the way through the prequels, the Jedi, like, through their actions are shown to be, like, very noble and infallible, and then, but also there's the, the supposed message behind it is oh they're incredibly fallible and like corrupt and all that like yeah but george lucas you didn't show that yeah part maybe yeah. that should have been in your movie george maybe it should have been in your movie yeah. george yeah. hey george hey george george I don't like let's talk about this george uh let's go george lucas what's he on the alignment chart <laughs> <A> fucking idiot <laughs> Chaotic stupid. The, the real 10th alignment. <laughs> the one that most characters take. I mean, as he was releasing Star Wars, just Star Wars, he was, I'm pretty sure yeah. he was like the, the just pure good, the neutralist good, goodest, the goodest boy. Um, but he has, and he has fallen far. Yeah. With, with the release of uh, 4, 5, and 6, he was good. It was great. One, two, and three came out, and he slowly dipped into neutral, and then seven, like eight, and nine, and then he sold out and turned evil. I completely reject the dunking on seven, eight, nine. Oh, yeah, seven, eight, yeah, I seven, like, eight, nine. I like them, but uh, it does not stop the fact that they are the product of the man being like, I don't know what to do with all this money. What if I just put more money on top of it? I will get that more money in this way. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like the films. Doesn't stop him being a little bitch bastard. <laughs> Does anyone else have any other good things to do sorting on? I think Adam's original suggestion was the best one, and it's hard to follow that. I was, I ha- but I, I was going to suggest, but have not seen myself. Good, good omens. Yes. I've not. I've only read Good Omens. Uh, you need uh, to watch it. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, I know, Adam Perry. Do you want to give me the money so that I can get fucking Amazon Prime or whatever? <laughs> oh, just you can just use mine. Okay, I will. Thank you, Adam Perry. I love you. <laughs> I take back my sass. 
<laughs> I take back my sassy voice. I love you. <laughs> but but like the book is good enough, right? Because it. But but my point is yeah. that they both are rejecting. They're rejecting their respective sides, yeah. right, in favor of the mm-hmm. mortals. But the mortals, they're not really. They're not. They're not aligned. Are they? Are they being good no. by being by caring about the mortals? But they're not. A, but a good good angel guy is not aligned with his angel friends now. Exactly. Like it, what what alignment are they? Slightly related note. The one thing I like to put in get in, in my games is like if angels can fall and become corrupted by the forces of evil, surely then like devils and demons can as- ascend and, and rise to a, a level of, of, of goodness Hell and, and yeah. charity. And I I really, I really love yeah. the idea of the redeemed angel. One hundred percent. Oh, so the redeemed like devil. It. Like maybe they start off like cutting deals which are just slightly more preferable, so they trap more people, and then they make them a bit Hell more preferable, yeah. a bit more preferable until eventually they're just sort of helping people, and eventually it just becomes the thing that they do. And if they do it long enough, it becomes part of their identity, and then I like it. And then they're just good. That's I love very that. I have good. not seen that. I literally do not see that narrative ever in that, that yeah. kind right. of fiction and good omens has it a little bit it's no but here's the thing it's not in good omens it's less demon becoming good and more like a demon and an angel both getting in on the uh it's just a demon and an angel becoming chaotic neutral in the exact yeah. way that the book aligned like very self preservation <laughs> okay. it's because they chose their they chose friendship over what their society wanted them to be they chose which is love. just so wholesome to be fair like they chose that afterwards their their starting thing is just them being like i don't want to die like the big war will make us all die and i like the world it's pretty fucking radical if the world isn't there then i can't have my big cool library <laughs> and or my big cool orgies you know and, and my car that converts every cd to queen tapes yes best fucking which is bit. This, the best detail. I love it. Oh, I love it. I think that it is just the most acceptance and rejection of D&D in general and the alignment system because it is very much like good versus evil, but showing that both good and evil are kind of dickheads in their own way and like mm. fucking everything to the side for their ultimate goal. Which is an interesting take because that's kind of by definition what good isn't so right yeah which yeah brings my my last and final point to the stand the only good alignment like the true the true endless actual good is the neutral alignment <laughs> okay yes. oh, okay i was gonna that feels rather defeatist to me like you you can do good actions but sometimes evil actions are necessary to do good but mm. under the strict adherence of good can't really do it mm. now do you mean neutral as in trying to avoid playing a part or do you mean what i would say is unaligned the tenth alignment uh, where you reject the notion of morality <laughs> entirely and strive to go against the construct of the gods of the Hell business yeah. only system. Good one. <laughs> only real true good. Well, something I brought up earlier on is actually a really good point of that. Les Mis, um, Jean Valjean and Javert. Hell yeah. Is Jean Valjean a good person? Because he's, he, as the story goes, he stole a loaf of bread, which makes him a thief, which is evil in the eyes of the law, and it's what Javert, it's what Javert struggles with throughout the entire um, musical. Mm-hmm. Well, like where does that go personally John Valjean is a good person um, right. but in the eyes of the law he isn't well that's so exactly that why position? that's exactly why D&D separates good and law and evil and chaos out from each other they are you know so good and some, I see I see sometimes people sort of like assume that uh, the alignments are sort of a linear scale from lawful uh, good then to neutral good then to chaotic good ascent, descending down uh, with chaotic uh, evil being the most evil and I'm like yeah, that's quite 
telling of no, your own not how you do. moral opinions, is it, you know? Uh, we're going to have to wrap it up there. I think while we sign off, you have to say what alignment you think you are, because oh that's the only thing that we've not done. Why do I have to go first? You don't have to go first, baby. You're not up first. Oh, no, I'd be second. You're not alphabetically first, baby. Oh, yeah. First, uh, let's go over some plugs. Adam, do you have any plugs for us? Yes, I run a podcast called An Adventurer's Guide to Dying. It's basically four white guys uh, <laughs> <laughs> doing a D&D podcast. You can find us on Twitter at, what the hell's our Twitter handle? Adventurers GTD. It's fantastic. They've just fought a dragon. Come check us out. <laughs> Radical. Alfred, do you have any plugs for us? Um, I will just plug the Crit Chat Patreon. Um, I run a, a sci-fi tabletop RPG online. Uh, it's drop in, drop out for everyone who donates to the Crit Chat Patreon. Uh, yeah, it's super good. Last time, it was a chill one on board the, everyone's spaceship, the Ragamuffin. And uh, there was a spooky crystal that was and and the guy uh create had like a spooky image of himself on the computer screen there was a coffee maker that turned into an assassin he's my good boy oh and um eyeball licking i'm not going to explain that anymore yeah we spent a lot of it getting our eyeballs licked and well no it's more me forcing everyone to get their eyeballs licked but it's fine don't worry about it come enjoy the game If you want to come and join the game, then you can donate to us over at patreon.com forward slash crit chat. All one word. It's at any level. And you get to join our big, cool games. Kai, do you have anything that you would like to plug? Uh, yeah, this week I'm going to plug uh, Shattered Worlds. It's uh, another podcast that I have been uh, guesting on. It is an actual play uh, RPG podcast uh, where um, we play uh, a game called Shuttered Worlds. It is the invention of the host, uh, Jeff Richardson, who um, has spent a lot of time and effort uh, writing this game system and writing novels for it and all that sort of stuff. And it's a cool uh, science fantasy space opera kind of adrenaline-fueled cinematic movie-style action thing. I've said action a lot. It's great. You should uh, <laughs> check it out. Uh, I'm in it. I play a, a cult leader. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, you can find that wherever uh, podcasts are found. Uh, it's Shattered Worlds. Yes. Uh, for me, if you want to find me anywhere, uh, my tag is A Teacup Gamer. letter A, word teacup, word gamer, all smushed together. You can find me over on Twitter, Instagram, uh, on Twitch, where I do streams mostly every day. Uh, and yeah, check me out on all of those ding-dang things. Uh, until next time, I've been Ismay, and I am, I'm gonna be nice to myself and say chaotic good, so fuck you. Uh, I've been Adam, um, <laughs> I'm going to say I'm neutral good. I'm Alfred, uh, I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm not uh, gonna yes, be- yes, my favourite alignment. I'm, I'm, I'm true, I'm, <laughs> I'm true neutral, I'll stick to my guns, true neutral is the only real alignment. <laughs> Alright, and I'm Kai. <laughs> And I have to go with uh, unaligned. It's not a thing. Yeah, it is. No. I decided it is. It is. No. Yep. You've been listening to Crit Chat. <laughs> See you later, nerds. <laughs> <laughs>